Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike, the Hebrew Hammer Brown, and for the first time in what feels like about a month, I come to you live here on Spotify Green Room to talk all things Houston Rockets win. They win 128-124 against the San Antonio Spurs to improve their record to 12 and 31. I don't feel like after this win, they're going to be throwing any parades for the, uh, but just to confirm, it looks like the Rockets uh, snap. Well, it was only a three game losing streak, but before that they had lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, so they're 2-11 uh, they improved to tonight after the win against the San Antonio Spurs. We have got a lot to break down here on Spotify Green Room. Uh, so as always, you want to talk all things Rockets, hit that request to speak button. I am taking any and all calls tonight, breaking down the Rockets 128-124 to win over the hated San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs dropped to 15 and 26 on the season. Uh, looking at the box score for tonight, Jay Sean Tate. I mean, what can you say about Jay Sean Tate outside of the dude plays the game the right way? He plays with energy. He plays with toughness. He doesn't care if he takes you, your mother, your grandmother, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle. To the hole, he does what he needs to do to embarrass you at the rim. And he did more of that tonight. Six of six from the field. Six rebounds, seven assists, 13 points. Christian Wood, 23 points tonight. 11 rebounds on nine of 17 from the floor. Uh, The Rockets shot a ridiculous 55% from the field. Great night for him offensively. Eric Gordon, 9 of 10, 7 of 10 from the line, 6 of 7 from the three-point line. He had 31 points, a season high. Kevin Porter Jr., who royally sucked from the offensive end of the floor up until the fourth quarter, uh, hit three massive threes, including a prayer from three that was taken straight out of Sister Act 2. Uh, I mean, massive shot for him. 18 points tonight. Jalen Green, 14 points, struggled offensively, eight rebounds, only two rebounds shy of his first double-double for the year. 
K.J. Martin Jr. with a filthy dunk in the first half, six points. Daniel Tice, I will go on record and say best game of the year from Daniel Tice. He played well defensively. He kicked in eight points. He was a plus five when he was on the court. DJ Augustine with three big threes, nine points. Garrison Matthews, not much tonight offensively, struggling from the offensive end so far. Uh, I, I would say over the past, uh, what are we going to call it? I'd say probably three weeks, two to three weeks. Uh, he has uh, struggled from the offensive end of the court. Josh Christopher continues to impress this fan on a nightly basis, plays with a lot of energy, six points for him. 16 of 36 from the three-point line for the good guys tonight. Uh, 44%, that's going to get it done most nights. DeJounte Murray for the Spurs uh, scored 32. Dude can ball. I mean, he was 12 of 26 from the field. Uh, you know, Brett Forbes, 21 points, seven. Uh, 15 from the field, uh, headlining the Spurs box score. We don't need to get into much more for the Spurs box score because, quite honestly, I don't really want to. Uh, They're a decent team, uh, but we're here to talk all things Rockets basketball. Uh, Great uh, crowd here tonight on Spotify Green Room. Once again, you want to talk Rockets basketball, you hit that request to speak button. I'll bring you straight up on stage to talk with me. You want to talk Eric Gordon. You want to talk Daniel Tice. You want to talk DJ Augustine. You want to talk our terrible assistant coaching staff. Uh, You come on up here and we'll talk all things Rockets basketball as always. Uh, Just kidding about the Rockets coaching staff. Uh, They are pretty terrible. We'll go to our first speaker tonight, LB, out in the SL. What's up? LB, what you got for me tonight? Good evening, Michael. Another great show as usual. Well, thank um, you. It, it wasn't pretty, but I'll tell you, it was it was fun to watch. I think they hustled. I think they played much better defense. I saw a lot of little things like <clears throat> Kevin Porter coming alive. Yeah, he had a bad overall game, but – it's like during crunch time, you know, with the shot against Washington, he did hit a prayer tonight. Nice Sister Act 2 reference, by the way. Thank um, you. I did enjoy um, just seeing them come up doing some good things. Um, the Spurs, I don't know who they were missing on COVID, and I, I really don't care. I think the only thing I would – like Steven Silas to do when he's done uncrossing his arms is when you got a guy out there in the first half Forbes who doesn't miss, you got to do something different besides leaving the guy wide open. And Murray in the fourth quarter was like Tracy McGrady was years ago against San Antonio. And I get it. They're young. They're learning. I I thought tonight was a much better effort, but those are just some of the things I would, you know, like for Silas to kind of concentrate on when you got a guy just, you know, I think Murray had what 19 in the fourth quarter. 
I mean, come on, somebody's got to put a body on this guy. So anyway, great show and appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Um, no, look, you make a great point, and it's <laughs> you bring up the McGrady against the San Antonio game, which I don't know where our crowd on Spotify Green Room falls on the McGrady versus San Antonio game. And if you're listening to the show tomorrow and you have an opinion on this, I'm at BSW Podcast underscore MB. I think that's probably in my three most overrated moments in Rockets history. I know I'm probably going to get slack for that. And to be transparent, I really don't care. Um, I, that is the most meaningless ending to a game ever to me as a Rockets fan. I know uh, James says that game ending will never be topped. I don't agree with that. I'd probably put the Rockets uh, to championship uh, game endings over that. I, I just I never understood that game being so high on everyone's list of greatest games for a rocket. Uh, I thought it was cool. I think the Rockets were four games under 500, four or five games under 500 uh, with that moment in time. I think it was cool. The fact that he scored all those points in the fourth quarter. However, one of the more overrated moments for me, just personally, we could talk about that a different time. Well, James says 13 and 31 will never happen again in our lifetime. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, awesome. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened that are once in a lifetime. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I know why Rockets fans will will not like that take from me. It, for me, you know, I think it was a cool moment, but I think it gets drastically overblown. But that's just me. But we're here to talk the game tonight. Um, so James, I, you know, I appreciate everyone in the chat right now. Appreciate y'all, uh, you know, keying in on that moment. It's just one of those. It happened. I'm happy about it. You know, the Rockets won the game. I'm always happy when the Rockets win. Uh, but we move on, uh, looking at the box score tonight, a couple of things that stand out to me. And if any of these takes, you know, hit a, a funny bone or not a funny bone, Hit a bone with you and you want to hop on up here and hit the request to speak button. We can talk whatever you want to talk about tonight. Uh, Rockets win 128-124. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, uh, just what, what else can you say about the guy? I mean, the guy just plays the game the right way. And in so many different ways, the guy just, uh, to me, he's becoming a you cannot trade a Jay Shante. He's so impactful on both ends of the court defensively. Um, I mean, offensively tonight, he was six of six from the field. He hit some shots that, you know, I could only dream about hitting in a pickup game. You know, I, the Jay Shante, you cannot say enough good things about this dude. Uh, Christian Wood tonight, I thought was good. I didn't think he was great. I think there's some stuff that simply we have to readjust how we approach talking about Christian Wood. There are moments where, you know, tonight defensively in the first half, he made some great defensive plays, did not see that coming. Offensively in the fourth quarter, when he got put back into the game uh, for Tice, he uh, hit a turnaround jump shot, great shot. 
ended up needing every single point down the stretch for the win tonight. Uh, Eric Gordon. I mean, Eric Gordon played 32 minutes tonight. He was 9 of 10. He only missed a three in the fourth quarter. I mean, he he just – he's so damn good. You know, I mean, he is going to make a contender this year so, so happy. Jumping in on the talk tonight, we've got Mike. Mike, what's going down? What you How's it going, brother? Hey, man. It's going. It's going. Big win for the Rockets tonight. Big win. Massive Definitely win. Definitely huge. Yeah, Definitely yeah. huge. I think I think first more so that it's a, like a road win. I mean, I oh my like god, terrible on the road. But I, I think we also have to keep in perspective like the Spurs are not very good either, and the, but this was a game that we should have won, considering. So definitely really really cool. Um, huge um, for Eric Gordon. Definitely good to see this as we get close to the trade deadline and having these types of games because it just Why? makes them. Why that do you need more. to bring that up? Why do you have to bring that up? Like, no, all I mean, the vibes are good tonight. Oh, Everything is going right. Come on. Yeah, you have to come on to the show. you got to start oh. talking about trading Eric Gordon. I'm not talking about it. I'm just saying it's I like, I mean, you're 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 knocking the 13 and 35 already having a friend, whipping a frenzy in the in the chat already. So it's a, it's the most over, it's in, honestly one of the three most overrated moments in Rockets history. So, so what are the other two? Just out of curiosity. Pretty much the entire Yao Ming uh, <laughs> experiment. For me, uh, I mean, I'm kidding about Yao, but not really. Like Damn. Yao, Yao for me, the night I was in the building when his first game against Shaquille O'Neal, that was special. But yeah. pretty much, I mean, the Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming era is one. Yeah. It, it just brings anger and frustration to rock, real rock totally. fans. Totally. Um, so I'd say Makes like sense. that whole thing is a moment I mean, to me. The McGrady 13 and 35. And then I would say, oh, God, man. That's tough. That's tough. You're putting me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably. Let me give me a give me a minute to think. About All right. That. Fair, fair enough. I'll, I'll throw this out here. I think first and foremost, I think there are a lot of I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the next game against the Kings, I think the Kings are kind of an interesting experiment. They have a lot of talent on their team, but they're exactly what we don't necessarily want to be mm-hmm. in terms of our rebuild. Like, what are you, what are you like looking forward to in this next game against the Kings on the road? I mean, right now they're getting blitzed by the Lakers. Um, Sacramento is interesting to me, man, because Sacramento to me is the ideal trade partner for the Rockets for multiple yeah. guys, for multiple guys. Totally. You know, it's, you know, do the rot? I want to see what Marvin Bagley looks like uh, first and foremost. I mean, the outcome of the game means nothing. This is all about player evaluation to me. Absolutely. Um, I mean, honestly, I like I liked what I saw out of Daniel Tice tonight. I know people are low on Daniel Tice, but it's because they kept playing him out of position and rotation. Totally. You know, put him near yeah. the basket, and he does what he does well. He's a bully. For his size, I'll tell you what, Absolutely. I would love. Is he playing tonight? I'm looking at uh, what Rashawn Holmes, I don't think he's playing tonight for Sacramento. No. Marvin Bagley's got six points. You know, is there a tr- is does Christian Wood make sense in Sacramento? That's what I want to see. That's the biggest Maybe. question. Maybe, uh, but besides that, man, just Jalen Green, you know, doing his thing. 
you know, expanding on the success that we found tonight is what I look, most look forward to uh, Friday night against Sacramento. Totally. Uh, I mean, I think, I think too, what was interesting was a lot of the rotations in the fourth quarter. Like I felt like Silas had a much better handle on playing with the flow of the game and yep. keeping certain guys in that were playing, including Tice and a few of these others. So definitely much better on the rotation side. I know that's been a lot of criticism on Rockets Twitter for the most part. Um, so little side question just for fun. Yeah. Between the two, if you had to pick one, that would represent us in the dunk contest. Jalen Green or KJ Martin? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. I like it. Oh God! I mean, for star power, well, I t- well, you got you got pros on each side. You got the number right. two overall pick in the draft. Yep. You've got KJ, who's got the connection to his dad, who played in the league for what yep. felt like thirty-five years. Uh, gun to my head. I'm taking God, probably Jalen green just for star power alone. I mean, I don't know what it would take. I think either dude could honestly first. I mean, the the, hashtag make the dunk contest great again. Yeah. We need to get that going on Twitter tomorrow because the dunk contest used to be so much fun with Vince. Totally. You know, Carter, Jason, people, God, I can't believe I'm probably the old guy on the block. But Stevie I franchise. Know. I remember that 2000 dunk contest. That was lit. Amazing. I mean, Jason, 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 incredible. Jason Richardson, Richardson. Oh, yeah. uh, Nate Robinson. You know, when oh, Dwight yeah. came out of the phone booth as Superman. I yeah, feel like yeah. Jalen Green would do it the right way and make it fun. Yeah. But, I, I just feel like I, I hear you on the uh, the talent. I think it would be really good to like showcase Jalen Green. It would definitely oh, yeah. like, raise his star power. But I really would love – I would just love to see K.J. Martin with just that bounce, like what he could do with it on like an open court. Oh, oh it would be filthy. I think, I think it would be really, really cool. And I, I, I low-key – like K.J. Martin I think is like one of the more underrated Rockets right now in terms of just like his development year over year compared to last year and you know what he brings. I think he, well, he's kind of uh, – I think he's, a, he's still got a long way to go, but in ter- he's still 21 years old. But yeah. in terms of like a, a rotational fit piece, like I really hope that guys like KJ Martin are still with this team because he plays above the rim, hustles, really, really, really plays good defense and just has like a highlight, you know, non-dunk well, in the game. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing, and I'm seeing it a lot in the chat tonight, is constructive criticism. It's it's fair to say. I know Jeremy talked about it on what Monday. Kevin Porter Jr., flat out, get over it, is not the point guard for this team moving forward. And you know what? That's okay. Because you saw what he does well tonight. And Mm -hmm. I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. He is a scorer. That's what he does. He gets buckets. You know, Josh Christopher, I compare Josh Christopher to Lou Williams when he came out of the draft. He's very, very similar to me. Is The thing to me, Josh Christopher is going to get to a point where the biggest pro to him is that he's a human bucket. Like, give the ball to Josh Christopher, let him go get a bucket. I think Kevin Porter Jr., to me, is the future Rocket. I want him to be a part of the Rockets. He's he's the second best point guard on this roster right now. DJ Augustine is your best bet at running a sufficient – flexible 
pro-ready offense. It's just so, it's what he does. So in whatever trade that the Rockets make, if they do make a trade at the deadline, yeah. as a point coming in, whatever happens, they need to get a point guard in your eyes? Or does it depend oh, 100%. on – 100%. You know, a guy – like, again, and before we wrap up because we got a couple more speakers. Um, the biggest thing is, like, if you're going to trade with Sacramento, sign me up every which way from Sunday for a trade package revolving around Marvin Bagley and Tyrese Halliburton. Yes. Or or, or De'Aaron Fox. You're probably not going to get Fox, ideally, but the trade is there. Like, if you, if you do a Christian Wood and an Eric Gordon – and then mm-hmm. you let Sacramento flip Eric Gordon to a contender for then another package, and the Rockets end up with Bagley and Halliburton. Yeah, Amazing. go ahead. Yeah, go ahead totally. and sign me up for every which way from Sunday on that deal. Absolutely. That's, that's no the question. type of deal that I'm looking yes. at because then Halliburton is your de facto number one guy. Or yes. not your number one, your point guard. You play yes. off Jalen Green. You can let Christopher play the, the three, or you can let KPJ play the three. You have Tate. You've got Tice. You've got that. Like, you have options at that point. So anything to add, Mike, before we move on? No, nah, man, just looking forward to that next game. And hopefully oh. we start a new streak. Appreciate it, brother. Oh, uh, my man. Stay safe. Yeah, you too, brother. Uh, look, let me tell you all something, all right? The vibes are immaculate here on Spotify Green Room tonight. Let's go straight to our next speaker. Uh, James, and then we'll go to Shane. James, welcome to the show. Yo, what up, man? Thanks for having me. Always and forever. What's going down? So I just wanted to hop on that. Uh, we are talking about last, but to touch on a uh, KPJ. Yes. But uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't think he is the the future point guard for this team. Yep. But I do think he can be the future shooting guard or the f- potential future six man of the year for this future roster. You know. tonight you saw all the things he does you know but to me this young team we need a guy who's not going to turn over the ball he's going to know what to do in every single situation he's been in every situation he can slow down the defense he can speed up the offense you know it's just with kpj on his offense he's so random with it but that make that's what he's so good with that it helps his offense being so random but i feel like being a facilitator and being the one especially with the young team. It's going to be so hard the way he plays. You know, he's all over the place. No, he's all over the place. It's <laughs> – you you can only say it so many different times, but it's like fitting a square peg into a round hole. He's – dude, he's a bucket getter. You yeah. know, anybody who's ever played pickup basketball knows exactly who Kevin Porter Jr. is and Jalen Green. They are the dudes who, when you're playing pickup, that you never want to see. Because it's never going to be pretty, but you can't stop them. Mm. You know, those are the type of guys that don't belong in a traditional NBA offense. And that's the problem. That's the major problem all year that I have with Silas is that their offensive system makes no sense because there's no direction. Because they don't have a guy on the court enough to facilitate on-ball or off-ball movement. And I just talked about it tonight. I wish he would experiment more to the fullest, you know, push it to the max, start Martin more, you know, put in Jalen Green in the fourth quarter, dump, dump minutes, you know. He's young. His legs are fresh. Like, keep right. give him every minute he can play. Yeah, I mean, he played 30 minutes tonight. 
Minutes-wise, I mean, the Rockets are out of it for the rest of the year, yeah. right? That, which sucks. It is what it is, but it sucks. To say that your season is over 43 games in, but there's a lot of – you got to take the, 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 the bad with the great. Mm-hmm. Tonight, they beat a game San Antonio team. This was two crappy teams lining up from one another saying, all right, we're both bad. But, I mean, you played against uh, Joker Pirtle tonight, who's a nice big man. I mean, I wouldn't mind having him on this team. Uh, what did he end up with tonight? He ended up with uh, 13 points and six rebounds. You played against DeJounte Murray. You went against Josh Primo, who he had a terrible night, but he's an okay player. Lonnie Walker. Yeah. You lined up tonight, and you beat them. You beat them in their home yeah, gym. The Spurs are one of those sneaky good teams, you know, sneaky gritty teams. They're okay. Always gonna be- All right, James. They're 15 and 26. Let's not well, give them. I, mean, I will never give it, them love no. on this team. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with that. Like I hate Dallas. I you know, I again you know give love to a guy. Dejounte Murray is a nice player. Yeah. Never been out of the first round. <coughs> Cough. Neither is Luka Doncic. Uh, I digress. Um, but you know tonight was a win. Go get a win on Friday. Like win two games in a row, and I'm pretty sure Rockets Twitter will have a a full on meltdown. For two wins in a row. You know what I mean? And another thing on the KPJ thing before I wanted to leave, because that's basically what I wanted to touch on the most. Yeah. But uh, which of KPJ, like for Rockets fan, like they put so so much pressure on him. Like I see that he's getting starting minutes. He's a starting point guard for our team in the NBA. But like, dude, he's getting paid nothing yeah. for the minutes he's playing. He's basically was given to us for free. I mean, for a pick, you know, which is basically nothing but uh you know people put so much pressure on him and just look at the big picture this season him being forced to be the one this is going to help him for his whole career he's going to have these all these tendencies and everything he's learned this year he's going to use that in the six-man spot he's going to use that at the two spot you know just because this isn't the perfect fit doesn't mean the season's away. It doesn't mean we're doing it all wrong. You know, he's learning a lot of valuable lessons that only the minutes are going to do. Well, I think, I think so. And I think I've said, I don't know. I mean, I may have missed it. And I don't know if anybody wants to back me up on this. I said this after the whole thing went down at Toyota Center. I actually like KPJ more after what he did than before what he did. Mm-hmm. Because he showed some mad, man. Passion. Like, he showed passion. He showed – like, this team has had no passion over the past and two they, years. And they shouldn't be happy where they're at, you know? They shouldn't no. be skipping around, having fun. You know, they should – yeah, there should be yes. maybe not outbursts like this, but there should be some of that tension yeah. build up, you know? Listen, they're professional athletes, okay? But they're human beings. You know, it's like I love how – and to compare, you know, sports a little bit – like in the NFL, every mm. – I'll use the Texans because we're based out of Houston, and I hear this every day. The Texans want good guys in the community. They want, you know, you know, community-first guys. They, You know, guys you want to, you know, have them date your sister kind of guys, right? You got to have a – Sponsorship guys. You got to – yeah, right. You got to have a little bit of crazy to you to play in the NFL. Like you're going to get paid to get hit. Right. Multiple times a game. You got to be a little nuts. Mm-hmm. They're professional athletes, man. Like these kids are 21, 22 years old. Like I want a little crazy with these guys. I want some personality with this team. 
Steven Silas has to be the most boring head coach I'm pretty sure I've ever seen in my entire life for the Rockets. Kevin McHale was pretty bad. Uh, D'Antoni was fun. Like, D'Antoni would give you some fun, some, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, I these mean, guys, like Christian athleticism Boyd. is, you know, it's plenty in the NBA, but the intangibles, that's where you got to find. You got to find yeah. the intangibles. But I want guys with some personality. I want some guys with some fire. I want some guys. Rodman. Yeah, if you ask me, <laughs> you know, like, do I want more or less of KPJs on my team? I want a little more KPJs. I want a guy who you have no idea if he's going to fight the other dudes, uh, you know, multiple times in a game. Fine. Yeah. Get, get a couple Same technicals move. here and there. You know what I mean? Anything uh, before we move on to our uh, next speaker, my man? Nah, I mean, that's about it. Thanks for having me, man. Patience Always. is key. You take it easy. I'm looking forward to uh, Dream Shake Night, man. Hey, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Yes, hey, sir. Take it nice easy, man. Plug. You too, brother. Uh, let's go to uh, um, uh, Shane. Shane, welcome to the show. Shane, tell us where you're coming live from and what time it is right now. So we're com- coming from um, Sydney. Um, I live like in this place called Olympic Park, so it's around like – Okay. And it's like, yeah, Angel Stadium, all the Olympics, where the Olympics were held. Nice. What time is it there right now? 3.30, man. In the afternoon? Yeah. Holy hell. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> uh, what a yeah. win. Okay. No, like. Yeah, man, I feel, feel a whole lot better than the last time we talked. So. <laughs> yeah, you're it's becoming like the most like weird relationship in my life. Like now I know I'm going to talk to Shane after every game. You know, is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Is it hot? Is it cold? I have no idea. What uh, <laughs> What are your thoughts on the game tonight? What did you see? Yeah, um, for me, so, like, there's a few things that I saw, right? Like, I agree a lot with the KPJ takes that I'm hearing um, from you guys. Like, that's something I definitely saw is, like, man, KPJ is a microwave scorer, like Lou Williams, like Jordan Clarkson. Bingo. That's what he actually is. Yep. You know? Yep. And, um... The other thing that I also saw was, was, let's face it, we won today because of offense, right? Our defense was not great um, for most, most of the game. We had a few stretches there, but it was good. And one thing that just started, I started to realize is our defensive philosophy feels a little bit outdated in the sense of like we tend to suck in the paint and then um, at the last second try and contest – threes or don't even contest it and give up wide open threes. Like we don't rotate very well on the perimeter. We kind of just try to focus on protecting the paint and then give up wide open threes. And I think that's actually a huge problem. Well, they're just, they don't have good individual defenders on the court. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you this. There was the lineup that I loved, which was to start the fourth quarter it was you had Tice, you had Tate, you had Green, you had Augustine, and there was one more. Oh God, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Uh, I'm trying to see who it was. I, I remember I tweeted it. I'll find I think it. it was KJ. I think it was KJ, possibly. Yeah, it might have been KJ. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's KJ, it's KJ. Mike is saying it's KJ. I don't know. Yeah, so. That that five to me is so energetic and it's so fun because there's a lot of different components there, right? Like you don't have KPJ on the floors. I feel like Jalen Green 
is getting more comfortable with his role on the team. But when he's on the floor with KPJ, like they're both hesitant. They're not playing the game that they were mm. born to play, which is... They're scared of stepping over each other. That's a problem. Yeah, they are wild stallions on a basketball court is the best way I can describe it. They yeah. cannot be tamed on a court. And when you get those type, like, you give me K.J. Martin, Jay Sean Tate, Jalen Green, KPJ, and I'll even put Tice out there. That's a mm-hmm. lineup that I want to see run. Just run, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Like, your offensive sets can't be any worse than what you're running right now. Just let yeah. it fly. And just get the guys yeah. out there and be like, you know what? Here you go. Mm. You know? And actually, um, this – there's one other thing I want to mention is like I think there's like been a lot of growth in Jalen and hopefully we get to continue to see this in the sense of even when he, he's not getting shots or getting the ball as much, I can see him trying harder on defense, especially today. And then also he actually got a lot of rebounds today as well and he was focused on the glass. So, I, I mean, it's not ideal. You don't want your number two pick getting limited touches and having to focus on rebounds and defense. But, like, that is mm-hmm. good to see that he's not just um, getting zoned out. Because I, I feel like earlier, like, even if we just go to the last couple of games, because he wasn't getting the touches, he was kind of zoning out. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, like, locked in. Where today, it felt like he was locked in, even when Eric Gordon was taking multiple shots in a row. And, like, yeah. What, I, yeah. I feel like his game is expanding. You know, I feel like Jalen Green... You, you got to talk about, uh, not you specifically, but Rockets fan base has to praise this kid for just shutting the hell up and just playing ball. You know? Yeah. I think it's so underrated with how much these guys like to talk on social media. You know, Christian Wood does it. Uh, all these guys do it. You ever hear word one out of Jalen Green that's anything besides praising his teammates or just wanting to play ball? Yeah. You know how under like appreciated that is. I, you know, yeah. I just you know he does his thing, man. And mm-hmm. I want this team. I know they're talking about it in the chat right now, and I want your take on this. Yeah, I want this team to be as competitive as possible as quickly as possible. And I I want them in the playoffs next year. I don't care what it is. Go sign free agents. I don't care. You know, I'm tired of talking about player development and what's what we're going to do in the draft. And, you know, oh, you know, no disrespect to what, you know, James just said. You know, he's looking forward to the top three pick in the draft. I'm with him, you know, but I want I want to talk about playoffs. I want to talk about playoff matchups. This will now be two years in a row that we're talking about the draft, and it sucks. Yeah, it of course it sucks, man. Yeah, because we're not like we don't want to be the Knicks, right? Like taking ten years to rebuild or whatever, or be the Kings yeah. and be yeah. relevant for like ten years. Like we're a winning organization. If you look at Houston, like we've always been um, able to kind of bounce back fairly quickly, like even in, in rebuilds, right? Like you look at that team before they got James Harden, they were they were getting close to the playoffs. So like the ninth seed. Um then like they got James Harden became the eighth seed. Right. And the sixth seed. Like you know what I mean? Like 
um so like for me it's like that's the best way forward like i don't agree with the whole thing of like you tank you tank you tank you get these picks and then like you'll suddenly become great like look at philadelphia like it doesn't guarantee anything like philadelphia tanked and tanked and tanked and they're still yet to win a championship and now they have this mess with ben simmons right so it's like well it's also that you can't bank real quick you can't bank on it's different in uh basketball because if you have the worst record in the league you don't get the number one pick guaranteed you know the rockets just found that out last year that's why tanking doesn't work in the nba period end of story and jonathan makes a great point that um post deadline i want to see this team david nawaba needs to go um i'm not ready to get into it tonight but i'm not 100 percent sold that eric gordon needs to be traded at the deadline I'm not sold on it. I don't know if they're going to do it. I really don't. I think they're going to, because I think they might ask too much uh, for Gordon. I don't know if the price is going to get met. I just, I have a really sneaky suspicion that Gordon, they want Gordon here for the rest of his career. I think they want him to retire a rocket. And if they don't get the price that they want for Eric Gordon, it would not shock me whatsoever if they do not move him. So that's a cool pull. That's a well, huge point. Well, the thing is, think about it, right? Mm-hmm. What is what would you trade Eric Gordon for? What um, do you want need, for Eric Gordon? I need a kind of player like um, either I need a player like that Tyrese um, Hamilton. I, I don't mm-hmm. quite understand his name. I need I need him, or I need like a first round pick and a second round pick and a decent player like Jeremy Lamb or something like that. Like, I mean, Oh God, come on, Jay. You didn't just call Jeremy Lamb decent. Did you come on, man? We've gotten along so well. Don't, don't come on. Okay. Okay. Average very average player, but like, I mean, like I need like a few picks or either, or either I need like a really promising, like player that's young, you know, like you need one of those two. I'm with you. I'm just saying, yeah. The in the Rockets' mind, right? They may have a price that they say because they can always trade him in the offseason too. He's still under contract next year. I'm just throwing it out there that they may want to keep Eric Gordon and put too high of a price tag on him and finish out the year with you know the young guys on this team. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I I I think he ends up getting traded, but it would not shock me in the slightest if he was a Rocket after the deadline. Um, but clear out the rest of whatever you've got left on this roster outside of the guys that David you want to see. David Nawaba, you don't think can be a good veteran presence? I think he can be a good veteran presence, but how many veteran presences do you need? You've got DJ Augustine, you've got Daniel Tice, you've got Eric Gordon. Uh, yeah, you know, Jay Sean Tate is 26. You know, 26 uh, I is... Think, I don't see him as a veteran piece. I think he's still... I mean... Sure, like, but by age, by age, I'm saying. You know, the younger... You know, you got yeah. Christopher, Shingun, Garuba, uh, Green, and KPJ all under 21 years of age. By age alone, uh, Jay Sean Tate is a veteran presence on the team. Yeah. I just so, feel like when Waba's contract, it's really good, though. It's three years, 15 million. Like it's No, like, for sure. But let me yeah. ask you a question. For the development of this team, would you rather give Nawaba minutes or Josh Christopher? Because that's oh, probably what it's going to come down to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If you put yeah. it like that, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, you know, the funny thing is like, 
sometimes when I see Josh Christopher play, I was I kind of go like, man, it would be so much better if he started that point guard with Jalen Green and then you have KPJ as the sixth man or or either have John Wall start if he was going to play. Like, just like I just yeah, I forgot about John Wall. But I just <laughs> I mean, I've been so far out of my mind because yeah. that whole situation has been so mishandled from the beginning that yeah. it. I put that six feet under unless there's major news that comes out about John Wall. There's just, there's no need to talk about him because quite frankly, for lack of a better term, he's an asshole who Mm. completely threw the organization under the bus. The Rockets should have cut bait with him by now, should have bought him out. They should have strong armed him into a buyout. The ownership, the front office should have gotten it done by now. So that way it's removed from you know their books from the roster it is what it is that's where i'm at with it it's that's never going to change you're never going to convince me otherwise that he's one of the most overrated players in the league the trade was mishandled uh Mm. from the beginning and i wish he or russell westbrook would have never become a houston rocket i i I agree 100 percent, man i still i still feel that pain to that day about cp3 getting traded and Especially when he got told by Daryl Morey, we're going to keep you. And then that was not right, man, what we did to CP3. Yeah. And, it was, but, and, uh, and it was time for Daryl Morey to go, too. You can put him on the list. He was here for 14 years. By no fault of his own, he never made it to an NBA Finals. But there's another guy that I love, Daryl Morey. I think he's a great guy. I'd love to have a beer with him. But you want to talk about performance. He was here for 14 years, and he never got it done. It was time for I mean, him to go, too. I mean, to be fair with Daryl Morey, though, like, he actually nearly helped us beat the best. You could argue nearly. that that Dallas team is the best team of all time, and it took a CP3 injury in Game 5, that hamstring injury, to change the course of that. Well you, know, well, you know what that's like, right? That's like meeting the finest girl in the club. She has you buy her, you know, drinks all night. She's flirting with you. It's, you know, 1.30 in the morning. You think you've got a shot at taking her home. And then she leaves with another dude. Congrats. You hung out with her all night. You paid all this money for, you know, her to get her buzz on. And then you're left, you know, going home by yourself. And, you know, a 2014 Honda Civic with some guy named Don who drives for Lyft. You know, like that's... Let's not be trusted in that team, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like that's exactly what it's like. Is that you got you were almost there, you know? She was almost coming back to the crib to watch, you know, the office with you on Peacock, you know, to have a nightcap, and it just it never happened. So yeah, wait, can I just throw in one thing quickly though? Yeah, I gotta say, um, do you think that Josh Christopher could be molded into a Drew Holiday, like a starting point guard? Um, with Jalen Green, and then hopefully Jalen Green starts to become that 25-plus point per game guy. Maybe Christian Wood, you keep him and he does well. Either you trade him for another piece that can get you 20 points a game, and then he just basically plays solid defense and sets up the team and lets Jalen have his touches. What do you reckon? Man, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I've always said that the ceiling for a guy like uh who Jalen Green is Jason uh, Tatum. You know, he, he's got a similar body frame, Jason Tatum, six, six, Jalen Green, six, four. But if you look at their body type, when they first got into the league, Jason Tatum was very similar to Jalen Green. Um, so the, the trajectory that you're talking about 
and the placement of these guys makes sense if you're looking to go, you know, can you turn a Josh Christopher? Can you let me see how the best way to put this? Like Boston's got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Can I, that trio be Kevin Porter Jr., Josh Christopher, and Jalen Green? I think that's what you have to ask yourself. A, can they turn into that? Because those are three damn good basketball players in Boston. I just, now, I just don't see it with KPJ like to be a starter because starters sure. are going to be consistent. You know what I mean? Like it can't just be like heat up for twelve points on a Nova and just basically be struggling the whole game. Like you know what I mean? So it's like, like that's why I think Josh Christopher makes sense as a starting point guard because. You either need as a starting point guard someone that's a really solid defender that just knows how to do his role and play smart, or either like a scorer or a sister. Like you kind of need one of those three at a starting point guard. You can't just have a microwave kind of scorer starting at point guard. That's where I think. KBJ but the problem, but the problem, yeah, the problem that you just described is that you would be doing the same thing that you're doing with KPJ right now, which is trying to take a guy who is not a natural born born point guard and make him a point guard. Josh Christopher, I don't feel like is a point guard. Kevin Porter Jr. is more of a point guard. I think you're starting, but ideally though, like that's the other way you can look at it. He's a facilitator. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's a really good facilitator. And I think that there's, I I think he can be that. I think Josh Christopher right now, is more of an energizer bunny coming off the bench. And I okay. think I think that what you have to identify moving into the draft and into free agency is your starting front court. Because I think Jalen Green is a mainstay in the backcourt. Jalen Green is going to start, right? You're we're in agreement on that. Okay. If you want Jay Shante to be your starting four, I'm okay with that, but you have to get a beast down low to go next to him because he's undersized as a power forward, right? So if you do that, you need to get a beast at the five, and I think you need to upgrade the three. Can Jalen Green be a three? Can he be a small forward? Can he be a Jason, not Jason, Jason Tatum? Can he be a, you know, what's the guy's name in in, uh, Toronto? Uh, Siakam. Uh, You know, those, that type of size, is what you need at the three if you're going to run with Jalen Green with Jayshon Tate at the four. Got a lot of Jalen's and Jayshons. It's hard to keep up, um, you know. But if you yeah. look at if you look at a guy, you know, if you bring in a Chet Holmgren, right? Who I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of. All of a sudden, in the draft, your your starting five takes a huge turn, right? Because who can you play where? That's the ultimate question. Right. And I think Kevin Porter Jr. has shown me enough. I want him a part of this organization for a while. I don't want him to be the point guard. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, he's just he's a he's a scorer, man. Like, you know what he reminds me of? I've said it and I'll keep it with the Rockets organization. He reminds me a lot of Katino Mobley. Oh, okay. You know, like he He's got the vibes of a Katino Mobley. Like, Katino Mobley was fiery, left-handed, similar body type, can shoot, you know, good off the dribble. But Katino Mobley wasn't a point guard. 
you know, Steve, yeah. Fra- Steve Francis was a point guard, you know? So mm. it's like, man, I would get excited if they could get a, a real point guard, KPJ at the two, Jalen at the three, Tate at the four. So you think the draft is where you get that point guard or do you think we need to line up a trade? I mean, I'd be okay with either. I'll tell you what I would get excited about. And my co-host, who I love like a brother from another mother, he and I will never, ever agree on this deal. They make similar money. You give me – I give you, I would give Indiana Christian Wood for Miles Turner straight up. You yeah. give me a starting five of – I mean, let's say you could pull off Tyrese Halliburton. You give me yeah. a Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate, and Miles Turner starting five. Yeah, go ahead and yeah. sign me up for that. Like now. And those I are- agree with Jeremy though. Like I feel like that's not gonna happen because Miles Turner is unless we give away a couple of picks or something, literally. Hey man. Christian. I look, if if you're Indiana, right? You okay. could do a lot worse putting Christian Wood next to Sabonis. You know, I'm just, yeah. that's the basics of the deal. Like, in your opinion, Shane, who's getting the better end of that deal? The Rockets or Indiana? Oh, the Rockets, easily. Because the problem is, okay. just because you can score doesn't contribute to winning basketball if you're not actually able to play well on both sides of the court. Now, if, if you said a trade that's more realistic to me is you put Sabonis with um, Sabonis and Christian Wood. The only reason I say that is more realistic is because that would make more sense for Indiana because then they have a guy who can stretch the floor and can still like be a good sure. like block. So let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah, let me ask you this before we wrap up. Indiana yeah. calls you and says, we'll give you Turner for Wood, Brooks, and a first-round pick that is a couple years away. You do that deal if you're the Rockets? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends how much you believe in Garrison Matthews, right? If you believe sure. he's sure. the guy more than Armani Brooks, then I'd do that deal. But then if you're, like, still not sure who the guy is between those two, then it's a then it's kind of tricky to do that deal because you're still figuring it out. But like, I would personally be pretty open to that deal because you're, you're basically solving a huge problem, um, which is having a center that can protect the paint. Oh yeah. And stretch. Yeah. No, it's an interesting proposal. Shane, it's a pleasure as always, my man. Yeah. Good talking, man. Always. This has been another episode of SB nations, the dream shakes, the Dream Take podcast. Uh, James brought this up earlier, but from now on until TDS night, the Dream Shake night at the Rockets, we will be plugging our incredible event that we have coming up on every single podcast. The Dream Shake night at the Houston Rockets, February 10th. That's a Thursday night against Toronto. Uh, we have a block of seats reserved in section 115. Uh, tickets there are usually 65 to 89 bucks. We are going to offer them for $49. Uh, head on over to uh, thedreamshake.com. Uh, you can go ahead and get all of the information there uh, for this incredible night. 
Uh, there'll be several giveaways, uh, TDS t-shirt, rocket swag. Uh, I will be there. Uh, some of the writers for the Dream Shake will be there. It's going to be an absolutely awesome night. Once again, February 10th versus the Raptors, the Dream Shake night inside of Toyota Center. Make sure to head on over to thedreamshake.com for all of those details. Uh, this has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. Uh, if you want to head on over to Twitter, follow The Dream Shake at DreamShakeSBN. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at Jeremy Brenner. The Dream Take is at The Dream Take. Once again, head on over to DreamShake, thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Uh, also follow The Dream Shake on Facebook. Once again, highlighting tonight's 128-124 win over the San Antonio Spurs. We will be back here on the Spotify Green Room after the Rockets' next game, which will be Friday night at the Sacramento Kings, 9 o'clock tip. So we will go uh, on Spotify Green Room as soon as that game is over at approximately 12.30 a.m. Central Time. As always, we will be live after every single Houston Rockets game to talk all things Houston Rockets. Until next time, Rockets fans, go! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.